This is Saturday morning's must listen form hour. This is the RSN Racing Panel. 21 past 8, and uh, panel this morning, Dean Lester, David Gately, and uh, Mark Hutter, and Jamie Rogers from the tab with us. The fourth today, Cram, but it's the three year old over 1200, Jamie. And we have factored in Cozzy a three-cent deduction for the McTaggart scratching, but where these moves have come through is off the back of support, not just the deduction. So we'll start with Crosswinds, Cozzy, because he's been an interesting one. When we first went up on this market, he was $8, and then we pushed him out to 11 Then he's been really well supported at that price and has just been firming in throughout the morning. He's now come into $8, so he would be one of the better-backed runners in this race. If we go down the market a bit further, the four in Greece at $1.85, has been one of the best-backed runners of the program and has been really, really supported. She went up at $2.30 and then has just continued to firm in off the back of that. She did get as short as $1.75 at one point, but... She is now out to $1.85, but is very, very popular. So is Calico Jack, then six at $9.50, and Gaza Blanca at $9.50 as well. So a bit of money around in this race, Cozzy, but in particular with the one in Crosswinds and the four in Greece. Now, Dino, interesting with babies like this, three-year-olds, not a lot of exposed form. How do you see the speed map here? Oh, I think Greece will use barrier one and lead, Sean. She's a speedy filly and uh, been waiting to see her again uh, Probably her stable mates might hold a little bit of a key there in Gaza Blanket, Calico Jack, but I think any of barriers two through to five have got a bit of speed there. So, but I do think Greece will use that gate to, to probably lead. All right. The, the first run in Sydney, she just didn't fire at all on that. Didn't handle a heavy one bit. She, at that stage, she was, I think, nearly equal favourite for the uh, Golden Slipper off the back of some terrific trials, but uh, didn't handle a wet at all. Uh, she's the full sister to Loving Gabby and then came back Got that maiden went out of the way at Geelong and she's been entered and scratched many times over spring waiting for a dry track and it's taken to a Cranbourne Cup day to get one and uh, I think uh, we'll see a, a really good horse and we probably a horse that we probably wouldn't have seen at this meeting other than the, for the weather. Uh, she'll justify the short quote and bounce to the front and win. Uh, Crosswinds has got a bit of an awkward draw but I thought he ran well at Flemington. He could get into the placings. Gaza Blanca was slow out at Caulfield, put himself in a bad spot freshened up back in trip if he begins cleanly he can place and uh 10 sketched likewise got in a bad spot at Caulfield that format that race hasn't worked out that well but uh maybe their next best but uh I think Greece while she's short looks the absolute standout of the day Sean 417 and 10 it's interesting with the baby standard isn't it if the wheels start to spin they often just lose confidence Oh, she just virtually sunk that day. It was, it was like sometimes you don't actually see it graphically that, and jockeys come back and say, oh, this horse didn't handle the ground. You could literally see her just really just wallowing in the ground, and um, hence that uh, the golden slipper preparation was in tatters because that was a typically wet autumn, and uh, and she was in trouble from there on in. Mm. Now, Gator, what do you think here? Yeah, I think um, yeah, she's as well. You know, really, really smart. I mean, they had a look at. Um the Group 1 Coolmore with her, didn't they? So it's a little peek through the door there into that race. So that's what they think of her, um, you know, the stable and connections. So couldn't have won any better. First up was a soft six. Um, you know, you'd have to think we're even better on better than, than that. So clearly the one to beat. Calico Jack beaten by a good one in Climbing Star and easily beat Leggio 10. Uh, that horse was won again midweek. Had former around Berkeley Square and Co. as well. Crosswinds um, did beat Sketched when they clashed back in the two-year-old days. There was a gap between runs into the Flemington run. We ran quite well. And Gaza Blanca comes through the Gothic stakes. And 
it, it looks an average form race at this early stage, um, but he was yeah he was backed and didn't have any luck. So I'm factoring that in. Four clearly though, six one seven. Four six one seven from Gator. Mark Hunter, can you see anything beating the Mar Eustace camp in this? No, Sean. I think Greece is a special uh, gate one. It's got good gate speed. It's got a high cruising speed. Cranbourne rail out three. I think it will jump straight to the front, totally control the race, and improve its position from there and win to beat. Uh, take your pick. I think the rest are really even. I'll go number three, Yowie, who might be able to fall down to rail midfield, follow the speed through, and run a place. Six, Calico Jack. Been good form out of that maiden. I think second and third of both won, so it's got a place chance and one crosswinds. Has to run a strong 1,200 metres, drawn a tricky gate with the 60 kilos. That's the queries with it. But I think Greece will win, 4-3, 6-1. With that rail out three today, they're boarding in from the 12, but it's out three. Do you think it'll be a leader's track, Mark? Oh, look, I, depending on the watering, Sean, I think if Cranbourne's firm, I probably tend to gravitate all the time to it being hard to make ground. So that's what I'm going with until I see evidence otherwise. All right. So uh, tips there. Dino likes four from one, seven and ten. Gator, four from six, one and seven. And uh, Mark Hunter, four from three, six and one. Race five is the Rosemont Stud Phillies and Mare's Pendant. And this is over 1,400 metres, Jamie. Well, Cosby, this is an interesting race in terms of where the support's going. The top two in the market are drifting, but we'll start with the four in Fortunate Kiss because she would have been the better-backed runner in this race. She opened up at $7 and she's now into 6 The favourite is She's All Class, the five, and she's been drifting $4.40. She's now out to $4.60. Next best in the market is the six in Cardigan Queen and also a drifter, $4.60, now out to $4.80. So then the next horse that's being seeing support in this race is the seven in blistering ten dollars now into eight dollars fifty all right now gate up how's the speed map here yeah well, it's, it's an interesting one because there's a number of them that can race handy now they can't all be there uh there'll be a number of them going for that third fourth spot i'd imagine i do think she's all class is a likely leader if they jump cleanly with savonia morning melody um but yeah be, the first couple hundred will be interesting and and look i, I can't really um make a, uh, a strong negative case for, for pretty much the entire field. I don't think there's much between them. So who's going to get that right run? I'm sort of hoping it's Adela Moore. Uh, she's, she's drawn most. She's in the worst part of the track, second up. She flew home cut, though. It was, it was an exceptional run. Quickest last 200 of the day outside of that 1,000-metre two-year-old race. And as reference, I just think they can posse up closer here. Cardigan Queen, bit tardy. Geelong listed race ran home well. Good second to Barb Raider in a Group 3 vanity. Second up last rep. Then should have beaten Fortunate Kiss. So there's that form that ties in. A string of luckless runs for Fortunate Kiss. Then ran on OK last time. That fifth quickest home. Um, but that was a pretty wet track. I'm convinced she's better, closer to, to good. She's all class, same boat. Blistering, mere fancy. Uh, look, back your own judgment is my probably my uh, my tip here. But 3-6, 4-5 for me. Okay, three, six, four, and five out of Gator. Mark Hunter, uh, are there any you can eliminate out of this? Well, I think they're probably... I'm going with three main hopes, Sean, six, five, and three. I'm keen on number six, Cardigan Queen, who Gator referenced the Barb Raider form last campaign. That's fantastic form for any mare's race. I thought Cardigan Queen ran really well first up. It's coming into the race with fresh legs. A few of these others are getting a bit tired. And I think Cardigan Queen will win here to beat five. She's all class... I would expect it with a clean getaway to be much, much closer. So ran well the other day after bombing the start. Gets a good run up on the speed and hard to run down. Three Adela Moore ran well last time. 
might go better outside horses. And then two, Megan Mia picking its way through has got a place chance. But going with three main hopes, I'm keen on six. I'll go six, five, three, then two. Will the blinkers make much of a difference to Adela Moore, do you think? To Adela Moore or Cardigan Queen? Uh, Adela Moore's got the blinkers going on. I've got Cardigan Queen blinkers again. Ah, have you? Okay. All right. So I'll just check your numbers again. Six, five, three, two. Six, five, three, two. All right. Good on you. Thanks, Mark. Now, Dino, uh, can you discount any here? Uh, it's an open race, Sean, but uh, I'm going with She's All Class. I don't think things have gone quite right for her in a couple of runs this spring, uh, but she, the best of her form is certainly good enough, and I thought she'd be right there all the way, and uh, that's always a good default position at Cranbourne. Uh, I think the one that's a little bit over the odds is Blistering. Um, gets Craig Williams here and will be on pace from Barrier 1, fitter for a couple of runs in. Paul's regret won this race last year. Um, going okay again. The wide draw was against her last start. Uh, and Cardigan Queen is there with a chance. Uh, the other one to consider is certainly Adela Moore. If you're having an early quaddy, five, seven, one and six. Five, seven, one and six. And Dino, do you give the bottom eight a chance? A good mate owns a Dino and it ran a good second the other day. Mere fancy. I think she's quite a nice horse. Uh, it's, it's just an aggressive placement uh, as a 67 rater, but uh, she's she's not hopeless, and she's going to be winning races pretty soon if it's not today. Well, good luck to them. All right, Dino, 5716 from Dean Lester, 364 and 5 from David Gately. And Mark Hunter's gone 6 to beat 5, 3 and 2, 6, 5, 3 and 2. Race 6 is the freeway forward shooting star over 1,500 metres. Jamie. Well, Cosy, this is an open race in terms of the money because it's sort of scattered around everywhere. So we'll start with the one in Voltan who has been well supported. He was $7, then he went to six fifty. We pushed him back out to 7 but he is now back into $6.50. The two in Victory Bay has also seen some support, four forty now into $4.20. Thaler has also had a little bit of interest at that $6.50 price. And the favourite is the seven in Braden Star. And he's been popular this morning, out to $3.40, but he has been seeing some support. He did open up at $5 earlier in the week, and that price was snapped up very quickly. And at a longer price, we've gone seeing Come On Eileen, which when I was doing my form, Cosy, that was such an annoying horse because I kept singing that song after I saw that. But at $23, has been expected the each way odds of $23 the win and $5 the place. You know what? You'll be singing that song all day. It won't I stop. know. <laughs> it's so annoying. It'll be crazy. Come yeah. Come Jamie. Now, Mark Hatter, uh, in this, will you be singing Come On Eileen or not? No, I think Cumberland Island might be the leader, but I don't think it'll be the winner. Um, it's a race you've got to keep looking at to make sure it's 1,500 metres with a few of these horses running in this side. On with number 10, Liberty Steps, who I know Dean was sticking up for it last time at, at uh, Flemington. Just didn't look happy in among them, in amongst them, and just looks a real blinker horse. It gets those blinkers on here. It's one of the few in the race that looks suited at 1,500 metres. Probably has to give them a start, but with clear air, I think the leaders will be getting tired to beat number 7, Braden Starr. Comes across from overseas with Good form lines, two lovely trials recently. I think it's the danger. The best of the on-paces might be number four, Thaler, who gets up there with a strong win last time, getting better with each run, and two, Victory Bay, who's a nice horse. Just the the big jump to 1,500 metres does seem a concern to me. So I'll go 10, 7, 4, and 2. How do you line up Raiden Star with that overseas form? Well, you've got the Sulcon form line through the horse mm. it beat last time, which is you know, outstanding, and just going off the trials, it looks a nice horse. It could have won that last trial by as far as it wanted to. All right. Good on you, so I'll just confirm your numbers again. They are 10? 
Do you know that horse, uh, Braden Starr, he, he beat that other horse by about seven and a half lengths in his previous win? He did, yes, and that's the, the form line you can tie in with uh, Sulcum. And it was on a big galloping track where it was a long straight and he just kept winding up and the deeper he got into the gallop, the better he went. I just wonder if around Cranbourne that mightn't be ideal. But there looks reasonable speed and that's going to help him be strong late. Uh, I'm uh, putting an absolute carbon for me, 10, 7, 4 and 2. Liberty Steps, uh, as Mark said, I, I liked him in the Carbine Club and just as the race was starting to quicken up, he was getting shuffled back and he, he didn't look happy and I, was a, I, th- I thought it was a forgive run. I like where he's drawn here and I like actually the map. I uh, heard J.D. Hayes say earlier it's a bit of an awkward draw, but probably barriers two to five have got speed um, and then he can come across maybe behind them and with a bit of galloping room, I think he'll run well. Braden Starr's the one that's going to be sort of tracking him, I think, into the race and will be strong late and can certainly win uh, on what he's shown uh, both in his race form and trials. Um, that race win, as impressive as it was, was out to nearly 2,000 metres. So this is short of what we're going to see him at. Thala, I just think he's taken racing to hit his straps. Uh, his win last start was good. That was on softer ground, but he's starting to really go well. And Victory Bay is building a nice little record. Uh, he's going to just... They'd probably track him behind that speed that I've mentioned, and he should be quite strong at 1,500 metres. But uh, I'm going to go with the three-year-old here to beat the older horses in Liberty Steps, 10, 7, 4, and 2. 10, 7, 4, and 2. Dino, do you find these days international horses are adapting to our Australian racing? Easy. Going back years ago, and C.S. Hayes and Robert Sanks would bring them out, they'd often say they needed one prep and to acclimatise, and then they'd be right. But with our training methods altering, are horses adapting quicker? Oh, I think they're coming in at a lower grade too, Sean. That's the other thing. I mean, those horses that, like Jern and at Talak, they were coming in, you know, off, you know, English Derby campaigns and high level racing. So, and they were hitting our racing at a high level. So they probably just needed that. But, uh, you know, this horse that we're talking about today, Braden Star, he might be in a really high grade of race in six months of six months time uh, over a bit of ground. So this is a, a beautiful stepping stone for him. All right. David Gately, what are you like on this? Uh, look, I think it's um, not an easy uh, race to, to sort. I have landed on Victory Bay. It was a, a big finish and a big win, fresh uh, beating Kapunka. So, you know, that form, uh, well franked. Jumps to 1,500, but I think has a future. Uh, Liberty Steps has been well covered by the guys. Um, I do think it's D-Day, though, for that horse. And Volton, I like the chase and win at the Valley. And Braden Star, well, couldn't have jumped out any better. And, uh, again, the, the guys have touched on the, the, the form line, which is difficult to ignore. They're all in 210, 1 and 7. Okay, 210, 1 and 7 from David Gately. Dean Lester likes 10 from 7, 4 and 2. Uh, David Gately, 2 from 10, 1, 4, uh, 2 from 10, 1 and 7. And Mark Hunter, 10 from 7, 4 and 2 after race 6. We'll take a break, come back and look at the Cranbourne Cup in detail at a moment. It's 24 to 9 at RSN.